Today on Artbeat, we catch up with Joe Davis. I say caught up with him specifically because Joe is a very busy guy. He's a poet, a spoken word artist, and an educator. He also fronts his own band, does speaking and performance engagements all over the country, and his new and evolving show is coming out all of the time. In fact, there's just too much to list here. So let's hear it from the man himself. I'm Bill Stoneberg with Joe Davis on Artbeat. From painting to photography, from beadwork to woodworking, KQAL-FM on the campus of Winona State University presents Artbeat. Artbeat highlights the work and accomplishments of local artists from in and around Winona. Support for Artbeat is made possible by the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. We're working towards a world in which ghettos don't exist. Everyone is rich when our soul glows from the gold within. I've been writing since I could hold a pen. Notebook was my closest friend. I wrote poems and hopes homelessness and war would end. I was so young, mind wide open then. I saw it all through roads, cut the lens until broken. But looking in your eyes gives me hope again. Dreams might be born again, so let me hear the chorus when your voices come in. What time is it? It's time to raise up. So what time is it? It's time to raise up. So I'm here at the Winona Public Library with Joe Davis. He's a spoken word artist, and uh, he's going to do a performance for us tonight and some workshops. Um, how are you doing tonight, Joe? Feeling pretty great. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you for being on the show. Um, First, I just want to say you're a very busy guy. You got a lot of stuff going on. I was looking you up online and uh, um, you got a lot of stuff under your belt already. Um, You're a nationally touring writer, speaker and performer. um, And you're also the front man of the Poetic Diaspora. And you do spoken word events and workshops. You're co-founder of the Artistic and artistic director of H Cubed, um, and now you're here giving us some workshops and a performance. How do you keep on top of all this? How do you, you know, it's that's a lot to take under. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure it out. No, <laughs> no, it's it's fun. I've kind of have a developed a rhythm now. Okay. Um, I've been doing it for so long, and uh, yeah, it's just like when like we were just saying earlier before we started the interview. When you really love what you do, mm-hmm. you know, it, it it's makes it easier. It makes it more enjoyable. So right. I, I've been. Uh, really fortunate to be able to find myself doing what I love majority of the time. And so all the things that come with that, it doesn't seem like it's so much of a challenge to get it done. So Okay. Okay. So you probably maybe even uh, hunger for it then, huh? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I feel like this is, this is like what I was made for, to, to be a creator, to be an artist. And so, um, yeah, it's definitely a hunger that's like deep within me and, and comes out when I, when I share. So I love you. I love you at your best, I love you at your worst. I love you in a dress or sweatpants and t-shirt. I love you when you gain weight, I love you when you stay in shape. I love everything about you that you love and even everything you say you hate. I love you. I love you when you wake up, I love you without makeup. I love you any time of day in any way because I mean it when I say love. I love you. I love you from start to finish. From head to toe. I love every spot, wrinkle, and blemish, every freckle and mole. I love both your dimples and your pimples. <laughs> your mind, body, spirit, and soul. I will love you before and after the here and now. Now I'm here to let you know I love you. I love the way you walk, you talk, you smile, you laugh, you sing. I can cut this poem in half and say I love you everything. Because if you ever think that you're not loved, that just isn't so. No matter what, my love for you is unconditional. I will love you forever and a day. And today is the day I will forever say I will love you just the same when your hair turns dusty gray. I will love you just because I love you always. 
Spoken word and poetry seem to be a common theme throughout, you know, a lot of the stuff you do. Um, how did you get started in spoken word? Like, how did that start out? What drew you in? Yeah, and so I, I started writing, even when I was a little kid, I used to write these little love letters to, like, the cutest girl on the playground, my schoolyard crush, and it was really goofy and playful. That's how I got started. And then it got uh, more serious for me because I got sick when I was really young. I, had, I was diagnosed with what's called atopic dermatitis or more commonly known as eczema. Okay. And so it's a skin, skin condition, and it inflamed my entire body from head to toe. Oh, wow. And so I, I would like miss a lot of school. I was hospitalized, and I was going through this time of struggle, but I'd already, already developed a practice of writing. And so I used writing as a way for me to, to have a sense of healing. And it was kind of cathartic and therapeutic where I, was, I could pour whatever I was experiencing into my notebook. It was hard for me to articulate it to my family or to my friends, but I could sit for hours and hours and just, just write. So that's when it became more of a practice for me and more of a, of a way of being, a way of thinking. And I, I really didn't recognize it at the time how important it would become, but that's when it was really definitive for me when I was still in elementary school. Okay, okay. And then, you know, it seems like when things get, like, kind of, like you said, like, therapeutic and cathartic like that, Mm -hmm. um, it's almost, when you pick something up that does that, it's almost like a way of life, it seems like, or a way to walk through the world, you know? I mean, is that how it feels? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I kind of look at the world through the lens of poetry. Like, I I see metaphors all around me, and I use art as a catalyst for, for conversations, for action, for building relationships, building community. So, definitely, Okay, great. Um, and then I wanted to ask you about, you have this ongoing, it seems seemingly like evolving show, The New Renaissance. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you've referred to it as a concert and a choreo poem. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about that and what choreo poem means? Yeah, yeah. So The New Renaissance uh, was inspired, uh, actually first came about on my 30th birthday. It was the big 3-0. I was like, you know what? I gotta have a big celebration. But it's not just about me, it's about my community. And so I'm inspired by the Harlem Renaissance. That's like my favorite era of art with Langston Hughes and and a lot of other artists in uh, the Harlem area, like in the 1930s and 40s. And there's this huge explosion of art um, that was like a cultural celebration and and a way to kind of heal uh, some of the, the schisms that were in the country. And um, so that's, that's been a tremendous influence in me and my work. And so I was like, let's, well, but what I, what I see happening today is kind of like a new renaissance, okay. like a resurgence of that same spirit and that same creativity. And so I wanted to carry forward that legacy. And I, I said, hey, let's, let's call it the new renaissance. And I invited uh, my, my favorite local poets and dancers and singers. And we had this huge concert for my 30th birthday. Cool. And it was really cool. And people loved it. We sold out the venue and, and folks we're like, hey, you got to do this again. And so the following year, um, I did it again, but it had already evolved into something even bigger and better. And there were some th- thematic uh, kind of theatrical elements that were a part of it as well. And so then third year comes around, uh, which was just last November. Okay. And we said, hey, let's, let's just do a full-on theater production, uh, uh, what I call a choreo poem. And so that word was actually uh, developed by another playwright, and, and the idea is about it being an interplay between words and movement. Okay. So, so some dance, some singing, but the heartbeat of it is poetry. Okay. And so, so we did that together with my band and, my, and other artists, um, like over 20 artists. And it was just this, this really gorgeous production. And, and it, was, it took on a life of its own. So I was like, you know what? This isn't just a concert or just a particular production. This is like almost like a movement. And so now... 
Um, with this next one that we're doing uh, in the summer, June 8th, we're doing a, another theater production. Nice. But it also serves as a launch party for the new renaissance. And oh, so it's, okay. it's going to be an official LLC to where every, whenever I do similar events, it's going to be called the new renaissance presents and it'll be whatever it wants to be. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Leaves it kind of open, but you have, you know, the yeah. ball rolling. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. So, okay. Okay. Um, and then that's fantastic. So then does the new, uh, this is the Poet Diaspora. Does, do you guys play at the uh, New Renaissance then we too? We do, yeah, almost actually every single time. So we've, we play throughout the year, different venues uh, locally and nationally, a lot of local stuff in the, in the Twin Cities. Okay. But we've gone everywhere from North Dakota to North Carolina, um, you know, whenever we get called out. And so every time I do the New Renaissance, uh, they're the band there as well. Okay. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Okay. Actually, this particular production, I'm excited because the play is, centers around my, my bandmates and myself, and we're what I call astrophysicist. Okay. So we're or Afrophysicists, sorry. Okay. <laughs> and so we're 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 these scientists that that um, have discovered in the future that music can open up portals to like other worlds. And so that's the whole premise of the play is like every time we play a song, we we teleport to a different place and we meet okay. different characters and we're trying to trying to heal the world through music. So. Cool. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. I like it. And that's uh, July? Uh, that'll be uh, Saturday, June 8th at the June. Lab Theater in, uh, in kind of a North Minneapolis area. Yep. Okay. We've each been called to this place, this time and this season. You may not yet know the rhyme or the reason. You may not feel, think, or believe in the same things I believe in. But we've been asked to show up. Show up wherever you are from. You can come here to be free. Bring your full self, both your head and your heart. Your hands and your feet, and anything and everything infinitely beyond any duality, your sexuality, gender, race, age, or ability, we all have the ability to be. Without you, I'm incomplete. Without you, there is no we. I need you not just to survive, but to thrive, to come fully awake and alive with potential and possibility. Join me at the table, for it is wide and there is lots of food to eat. So show up and be fed and feed others, satiating a different kind of hunger, fueling the fire in our bellies. No matter what journey you're on, where you've been or what you've done, all will be well when we're all welcome. To laugh, cry, dance, write, breathe, and bleed into the margins and follow the call to the farthest reaches of who we are. Whether you run, walk, crawl, even if you fall, we fall in love. But just show up. Show up to answer the call to justice, to transform both the soul and the bodily world the soul inhabits. Show up with all your awkwardness and bad habits. Show up with your doubts and questions. Knowing here, you can ask them. Show up with your wounds and your scars. We all have baggage. But just know that together, we can unpack it. This is no mistake. You are not here by accident. You are here to share the stories of your sacred passage. You are the only you that ever has been. You are not the magician. You are the magic. So show up to this place here where there's no grace period. There's only grace. Period. Bring your fears and insecurities. Let us marvel in the mystery. Let us listen to each other to life with a deep holy listening. Can you hear it? Can you hear it? That is the sound of the genuine within you. The spirits are near you, but if you don't show up, how can anyone hear you? 
show up. Even if you don't know for certain, you may have the truth and healing for which this world is searching. In this grand universe, we are but small workers with a big purpose because of our hearts widening the circle. Hearts that are broken, hearts that are open so a little light can shine through, a little hope for the hopeless. Wherever you go, simply know the spirit of this place goes with you. So go, ready with sleeves rolled up, always growing, never fully grown up, ready with all your heart, mind, body, and soul, simply to show up. Thank you for showing up. So the, the Poetic di Diaspora, um, what can we expect to see at just like a show of just the band? Yeah, so the way I like to compare us is if folks are familiar with a hip-hop band called The Roots okay. or a band called The Black Eyed Peas, mm -hmm. I like to say we're the poetry version of that. Oh, cool. And so we're, we're a dynamic ensemble. So I'm the, I'm the front man, so I'm oftentimes like the one who's or organizing the songs and organizing the performances. Mm -hmm. And I'll be in the front doing poetry or rapping, but then we also have singers. Nice. A couple of really powerhouse vocalists, cool. singers in the full band, uh, g uh, drums, guitar, keys, bass, all of that. And so a lot of the, the instrumentalists are multi-instrumentalists. So at any time, they might hop up and switch places with somebody else and play oh, a different nice. instrument. And while the singers and I are in the front kind of dancing around and doing poetry and rapping together. And so that's, that's it's a lot of energy, a lot of good energy. Right. We like to call what we do freedom funk. Okay. And so for me, that means like I, I, I hearken back into like the, the freedom songs of okay. the civil rights era because it kind of carries forward that spirit. But we keep it funky, too. Some right. you can dance to. So, cool. <laughs> yeah, freedom funk. Cool. cool. It seems like a lot of fluidity in the things you do, you know, yeah. you let it kind of grow and evolve. Oh, definitely. I'm highly collaborative and highly improvisational. So I like to okay. create spaces where things can grow organically um, and people can kind of see where where their story reflects and they can connect to it right. and we can, we can do it together, so. Right, yeah. okay, great. Um, and then you're an educator as well. Um, do you find that, uh, does education kind of play a part in your, in your work? I mean, um, you know, is that part of the whole, the whole uh, artistic vision? Yeah, yeah, so I, I'm a teaching artist and okay. so a lot of what I share is, is developed from like years and years of just touring and being a practitioner of the art. Mm -hmm. And so I share what's worked for me, but then also I've, I've had some amazing mentors and teachers throughout my life. Um, you know, I graduated with an English BA and, and then more recently with a master's in theology of the arts. And so I kind of have some of that formal training around that as well that I share. Mm -hmm. But um, I just like to get people in the room and try to show that anybody and everybody can be an artist. Because there's, cool. there's this tension around it where people are, are afraid because I think we, we think it has to be a certain perfectionistic way um, but I think everyone has a spark and I just want to fan the flame so cool. if you want to create if you want to get out there I try to encourage and advocate that through um, you know teaching artist workshop as an educator that's like my main goal is to like affirm and celebrate everyone's creative sensibility right right so fan the flame I like that yeah yeah definitely <laughs> um so, and then back to, uh, we mentioned H-Cubed a little bit before. Um, it's described as a monthly event series centering on healing through the arts. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that kind of show? Yeah, and so that was actually birthed out of a response to the community that I live in. I live in North Minneapolis. Um, we actually, um, sadly, we had a young man who was, who was killed in the community, and we were grieving the loss, and we were saying, how can we find healing? How can we find the space 
to to express like this frustration and this longing that we have. And so some friends and I just went to the nearest coffee shop and bike shop and, and we said, hey, we're gonna just, just hold this space here. We're gonna have music, we're gonna have poetry, we're gonna get some food going. Whenever you have food, people are gonna come. Right. And so people came through in that, in that space of like really heaviness. And by the end of the night, we had sung songs and we had an open mic where people came and were able to share whatever was on their chest and just nice. get it off. Um, in a really beautiful, powerful way. And at the end of the night, spirits were lifted and, and we had made new friends, made new relationships. And we we're like, this is, this is something. There's something special here. It's almost like a sacred space. Mm -hmm. And so we decided to keep it going. And now three years later, we've been doing that. Oh, wow. um, yeah, and so we, we say it's, it's, about, it's a movement about healing through the arts. And so again, uh, I kind of said it earlier, but using art as a catalyst, really, right. to get into deeper conversations. A lot of times we'll talk about systemic issues or tragedy or trauma or some of the things that we won't normally find ourselves talking about or that's right. not easy to talk about. Mm -hmm. But art can have an access point for people, and we'll get in deeper with that. And, and the hope is by the end of the night um, we, we feel a bit freer. Right, right, so, right. Yeah. And probably a little stronger as a community as well. Yeah, absolutely. We want to empower people, empower voices. We say empowering marginalized voices, voices who may not always have the opportunity or the space to be heard or to be seen. And we want to want to create that for them. So cool. Wow. You got a lot going on, yeah. <laughs> which I feel like I'm kind of rushing you through these. But, oh, you know, you got so much going on. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, why? Why is it that you think the arts can be so healing? Well, I mean, it, it really goes back to my story, my personal story. It's like, you know, I've heard this saying, we, we teach the lessons that we most need to be taught or we preach the messages that we most need to be preached. And so for me, this work that I'm doing, I, I see myself in, in a lot of the, the, the people that I work with. I'm like, because I started off as someone who needed that sense of healing and that sense of power and needed to be seen and needed to be heard. Um, and I found some of that through art and through community. And so that's why it means so much to me because if I can share that a little bit with somebody else, then I've accomplished my goal. Like that's what I want to do. If I can just connect that with one person, then it's a beautiful thing. Cool, cool. Well, it sounds like you're probably connecting a lot more than just one person. I hope so. That's, that's the hope. Um, I like to say we may not be all powerful, but we are all powerful. And, and you got to think about that for a minute. We don't have like the almighty power, right? But we do, each and every one of us, have a certain amount of power within our capacity, within our sphere of influence. We can do small things because all big things are created by, by small changes. And so I think if we each do our part, we can create whatever changes we want to make. The world is going to be what we make it. And so that's kind of what this piece is about, cultivating that compassion. It's called humanity. If I could have any superpower in the world, it would be to make everyone everywhere feel true empathy. Not just some simple, sentimental, emotional coexistence, no, but a deep, heart-wrenching, soul-clinching conviction to feel as another feels, to see as another sees, to breathe not only the same air, but with the same lungs another breathes. Life. Life lived with instead of against then we would truly understand what it means to understand, learning to let mercy have the upper hand, not splintered in self-centeredness, but our family's reunion, remembering, remending into our interdependency, so intimately that we begin to befriend even our enemies, as the strong defend the weak, bowing to empower the gentle and the meek, 
Muslim, Jew, and Christian, poor and rich, soldiers and politicians, mothers, fathers, and children would all change position. Not of opposition, but walking in opposite skin. Likewise, eyes exchanging vision until we bear the single burden of sharing the same difference. Then we will witness when only an ultra heart can see the death of division and the birth of empathy. The only superhuman ability we really need is the instilling a universal vulnerability. For there's no truer form of virtue and nobility than to repay harm with help or return hate with humility. To exchange revenge and retaliation with forgiveness and relation. If we see no space for love, then it's our choice to make one. And until that day comes, we will sing the same song. One hope, one blood, one nation, one love, one tribe, one family, but many races, but one humanity. Since you're so drawn to the spoken word, do you think that that's more powerful than just the written word, or, or do they both have the, kind of their own space? Yeah, I think they both have their own, own power, okay. um, and it just depends on the particular context and what you want to accomplish, how you want to connect with people, because um, there's something special about words on the page and how, how they can, you can keep coming back to them again and again, and they're always going to be there for you, um, and you can have new interpretations when, when fresh eyes come. Um, but with the spoken word, there's, there's a person, there's, there's more of a personality to it, a, a, a intimacy to it, I think, because whoever is saying it, a part of them is, I think, more intimately, more deeply connected to it than, than just the words written on the page. Um, but they, they both serve different purposes at different times, for sure. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, how can people find out more? You've got so much going on. How can people find yeah. out more about your events and uh, where you're going to be at? Yeah, I would say the easiest way is probably going to joedavispoetry.com. But then also I, I'm, on, I'm pretty active on all the social media, mm-hmm. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And you can just type in Joe Davis Poetry, hashtag Joe Davis Poetry or at Joe Davis Poetry. Mm-hmm. And you, you can find me. I keep it pretty simple. It's, that's always going to be Joe Davis Poetry. Even my email is uh, Joe Davis Poetry at gmail.com. <laughs> so it's pretty simple to find me. I'm, I'm really open to if people reach out. I, I try to reach, out, reach back as soon as possible. And right. I love to have these types of conversations. So. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I've been here with uh, Joe, uh, Joe Davis. He's a spoken word artist, and uh, he's, we're going to hear a little performance from tonight. And uh, thanks so much for being on the show. Yeah, hey, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. We must raise awareness as well as raise funds. So mothers and fathers can raise families, raise daughters and raise sons. Who don't raise crime rates because we don't raise guns. Dreams occurred, not dreams deferred, no more raisins in the sun. Somebody raised the fist to the raise the consciousness to make this change come. I'm talking about a love so strong, even the dead will raise up. It's a love so strong, even the dead will raise up. What time is it? It's time to raise up. What time is it? It's time to raise up. So what time is it? It's time to raise up. Are we ready for peace or ready for war? We crown the king of dreams with a head full of thorns. A legend is born. His words are like bread to the poor. So live each line is like breath to a corpse. Reversal effects of post-mortem rigor mortis. Each verse a metaphor for metamorphosis. Different motive and intent, no Forbes, the celebrity endorsement. We're working towards a world in which ghettos don't exist. Everyone is rich when our soul glows from the gold within. I've been writing since I could hold a pen. Notebook was my closest friend. I wrote poems in hopes homelessness and war would end. 
I was so young, mind wide open then. I saw it all through rose cut the lens until broken. But looking in your eyes gives me hope again. Dreams might be born again, so let me hear the chorus when your voices come in. What time is it? It's time to raise up. So what time is it? It's time to raise up. So what time is it? It's time to raise up. What am I gonna do with 40 acres and a mule? Give me a spaceship and rocket fuel. So we can start a school on the dark side of the moon and spark a revolution through hip hop and cartoons. Culture shock it to you like Shaka Zulu until we knock a tooth loose. Got rhymes like Tupac, gave Dr. Seuss the juice. Mixed with the roots of soul, gospel, and blues, proving the truth, no excuse by removing the noose. Nothing but our shackles and chains to lose. Let's change the new story to a new story for people who flew to new glory. The more we plant more seeds, the more we teach with so much more than what the world sees. What the world needs is world peace. Abolish for profit prisons and military police. In disparity with solidarity, we're sharing the cross we bear right here in the streets. Carrying the dreams in our hearts. I can hear when it beats, when I speak, when I breathe. It'll be here when I leave. Forever the dream, forever the dream. Carrying the dreams in our hearts. I can hear when it beats, when I speak, when I breathe. It'll be here when I leave. Forever the dream, forever the dream. What time is it? It's time to raise up. So what time is it? It's time to raise up. So what time is it? It's time to raise up. Some raise the questions for the some raise their hands for the questions. Some raise their hands for the answers. Who raises concern for the mother whose child was killed while raising their hands up? Who raises the taxes without raising the wages? Will we raise our standard of education? Will we raise our voices? Raise the vibration? If it takes a village to raise a child, what will it take to raise the nation? If it takes a village to raise a child, who will it take to raise the nation? It's time to raise up. Thanks again to Joe Davis for joining us today on Artbeat. Joe's show, The New Renaissance Presents Ancestral Echoes, will be at the Lab Theater in Minneapolis on Saturday, June 8th, 2019. For more information on Joe and all that he does, go to joedavispoetry.com. I'm Bill Stoneberg, and we've been visiting with spoken word artist Joe Davis on Artbeat. Artbeat is written and produced by KQAL-FM on the campus of Winona State University. Visit us on the web at kqal.org. Is art an important part of your life? Tune into Artbeat, Tuesdays at 1230, right here on 89.5 KQAL. Artbeat is made possible by a grant from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund.